Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. The first piece, which is the most important, is that which comes within the souls of people when they realize their relationship, their oneness with the universe and all its powers. The first piece comes when we realize that at the center of the universe dwells the great spirit and that its center is really everywhere. It is within each of us. The first piece is the real peace. These are the words of Black Elk, spiritual leader of the Oglala Sioux, who lived in South Dakota from 1863 to 1950. He continues, the second piece is that which is made between two individuals, and the third piece is that which is made between two nations. But above all, you should understand that there can never be peace between nations or individuals until there is known that true peace, the first peace, which, as I have often said, is within the soul of every person. I read Black Elk Speaks when I was young, and his words have rung in my ears ever since. The work that is always before us is to make that first peace, peace in our own souls. It may be the most important thing we can do, the most inspiring example we can set to help heal the world. For the time being, for the most part, we are living on high ground above a flood tide of suffering. The failures of our government and law and order, the plight of millions of refugees, the sickening volume of mass shootings, the obliteration of whole species, the degradation of water, earth, and air. I won't go on. We have different strategies for metabolizing this suffering. Some of us can't look. Others can't look away. Many of us are paralyzed. In his book, How to Be Alive, a guide to the kind of happiness that helps heal the world, Colin Beaven writes, our smartphones connect us to children working in factories in China. Our food choices connect us to domestic animals everywhere. And our oil use connects us to Iraqi and Afghani widows and widowers. For many of us, these relationships are out of line with our values, and so we feel bad when we look at them. Under the spell of our mistaken feelings of powerlessness, some of us develop a habit of suppressing or ignoring our thoughts and feelings about these relationships. 
we stop listening to that little voice inside ourselves and put ourselves to sleep. This isn't to say that we should become overwhelmed with sadness and grief. That serves nothing. But instead of turning off the painful feelings, we have to come to terms with them, to feel compassion for the suffering in the world without feeling overwhelmed or going numb. So how do we do that? How do we keep our broken hearts open? We do something. Do something. 16-year-old Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg's solitary year-long school strike for climate. Her recent visit to the Americas and her speech to the United Nations have inspired millions of students all over the world to take to the streets and demand that our elected officials do something about the climate crisis. More than 2,000 scientists in 40 countries pledged to support the strikes last month, strikes that took place across 4,500 locations in 150 countries, the largest environmental protests in history. Do something. I am deeply moved that Greta got the idea of a climate strike from the teen activists at Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, who refused to go back to school after 17 of their classmates were murdered, and instead organized at the March for Our Lives in support of gun control. Do something. Across a century, Black Elk speaks to us. Start with yourself. Cultivate the first piece. Sociologists Juliet Shore and Margaret Willis researched the relationship between, on the one hand, making choices in our personal lives that will improve the world, and on the other hand, civic engagement and activism. Their paper in the Annals of the American Academy of Political and Social Science is called, Does Changing a Light Bulb Lead to Changing the World? And the answer is a definitive yes. Zen Master Won Hyo said, helping ourselves and helping others are like the two wings of a bird. Colin Beaven writes, becoming more responsible in our personal lives takes us through a process that makes us more responsible in our community and civic lives. Changing from the outside in is neither trivial nor self-centered. It is the beginning of a self-perpetuating path that leads to a deeper and more compassionate, engaged relationship to the world. People who change one thing end up on a path that leads to then change more things and to influence others to do the same. That, when amalgamated with efforts by other people, amounts to the beginning of cultural change, shifting the norms by which all of society lives. In other words, we aren't just drops in the ocean, but we are drops who together actually change the ocean. The flapping of a butterfly's wings have been proven to have even a tiny influence on the atmosphere, which just might cascade 
into a tornado. This is the butterfly effect, and each of us is a butterfly. Our choices matter. And compounded by those of others of goodwill, our choices can change the trajectory of a storm. Start with yourself, said Black Elk. Cultivate the first piece. Australian Kathy Burke, former global vice president of the Hunger Project, tells this story. In September 2001, I visited Mahatma Gandhi's ashram in Gujarat, India. The Twin Towers had just been attacked. War had not yet been declared. It was a moment between breaths as the world scrambled for answers and responses. I was working in India at the time and I felt drawn to the ashram to make sense of what was happening. Gandhi's message of peace made more sense to me than ever. I was staying nearby at Gujarat Vidyapath, a university dedicated to nonviolence, dedicated by Gandhi in 1920. There I spoke to a lot of old Gandhians who were part of the liberation movement in the 1940s. It was from them that I heard one of my now favorite Gandhi stories. A woman and her young son had come to the ashram to speak to Gandhi and she complained about her child's addiction to sugar. My son won't stop eating sweets, she told Gandhi. Please tell him to stop. Gandhi listened to her and then asked her to return in two weeks. Two weeks later, once again, the woman and her child sat in front of Gandhi. He looked at the boy and said, stop eating sweets. The mother was perplexed. Why couldn't you have said that to him two weeks ago? Madam, he replied, two weeks ago, I was still eating sugar. Start with yourself, said Black Elk. Cultivate the first piece. The New York Times editorial board wrote, evil is everywhere, and anger and hatred are loud. The shouting drowns out the quiet. Tragedy and disaster block the view of the good. Yet there are always signs of progress toward a better future. Look or you may miss them. We are called to help create those signs of progress, to throw our weight toward that better future. Cuban-born Cristian de la Huerta, author of Coming Out Spiritually, writes, we must shine. We must shine now. This is the goal toward which we stretch, step by step in our own time, at our own pace. As our beauty unfolds and our hearts open, we become gentler and more compassionate, yet brighter, more empowered, and fearless. We have been holding on, he says, holding back, playing small, hiding our light under a bushel. Enough of that. It is time to let go. We are all needed now, all of us, all of us, together. Beloved spiritual companions, in these perilous times, some of us can't look. Others can't look away. 
to break the spell of our mistaken feeling of powerlessness. We are called to act. Start with yourself, said Black Elk. Cultivate the first piece and let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.